right, there's that one. Looks good. That one's not the right color. I'm about to redo that one. Whatever. Ah, no. No, 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 no. You've got to be kidding me. You cannot do this to me again. God damn it. Oh, this damn thing is really starting to get on my nerves. I angrily smacked the side of the machine a couple times. I knew it wouldn't fix it, but it was therapeutic to get my aggression out. I'd been laboring away in this office for seven years of my life. I'd spent half of my 20s and part of my 30s working in this hellhole, completing menial tasks and listening to the drone of the lights overhead. I'd been to hundreds, probably thousands, of pointless meetings and taken on more tasks than I could honestly even fathom. All of this, the joys, the hardships, the good and bad times, were formed into an explosive ball of rage every single time I had to use this damned copy machine. Paper jam in rear loader. I stared at the small cracked screen on the front. There isn't a rear loader. You only have a front loader. Why are you lying to me? I smacked the side again. While taking my aggression out on the machine was satisfying, it really wasn't going to solve my problems. I took a deep breath and paused. I needed these copies several hours ago, so I would have had time to get them bound for the board meeting the next day. At that point, I was already working half an hour over when I should have left, so there was no point in getting aggressive and trying to rush through things. I was probably going to be there for a few extra hours anyways. After troubleshooting the machine for another half hour, I finally achieved what I needed. I went back to my desk and put together the presentation binders for the meeting. After finishing the last one, I glanced over to the clock on the wall. 8.40 p.m. I'd managed to burn away my entire night working on this pointless collection of paper. I grabbed my phone to see if my wife was angry with me for not coming home. That was when I noticed a text from John, my boss. We will have an extra presenter at the meeting tomorrow. Make sure you make an extra binder. I stared at this text message and could feel my blood pressure doubling. I had spent the last three plus hours making these presentations, only to be one short. My eyes shifted over to the copy machine, and I could feel the dread as it flooded through my veins. There was a moment, I'm not proud to say, where I wanted to send a text back to Sean and shove the presentation binder so far into specific orifices that he could determine the chemical makeup of the copier ink. But in the end, I decided that paying my mortgage was more important than that single moment of euphoria. I pulled the binding from one of the already finished books and walked over to the machine, slamming the paper into the copy tray and staring down at that glowing LCD screen. I pressed the button to start the copy. The belt's word in the tray lifted. Everything looked like it was going to work, and for a moment I almost had a feeling of relief that the machine and I had finally come to an understanding and we're going to respect each other. I say almost because as soon as everything looked like it was going to work, the copier 
beeped and the screen shifted to the disgusting pure white screen with the small black text and red exclamation point. I stared down to see what message would be the cause of my aneurysm. Paper, jam, and rear loader. Once again, these words tore through my soul. The only benefit was that this time, I knew what to do. I pulled the front tray out and leaned down, staring into the paper mechanism. To my surprise, there was no ball of paper crammed into the metal this time. My confusion and anger was more than palpable at this point. What the hell was wrong with it this time, then? I replaced the drawer and started to stare at the various notes and symbols all over the machine. It was then, at that moment, that I noticed there was a small note that was sitting underneath the machine. I grabbed it and realized that, like a message sent from the heavens, it was my saving grace. Rear loader is actually top loader. Lift top if jammed. Ha. Huh. The fact that I found this note at that moment was nothing shy of a sign from the gods of office duty. I wanted to ask which god it was, but honestly, I did not care. I would have been thankful if it were Loki playing some damned prank on me, or even Cthulhu sending me down that trail of madness. I lifted the top half of the machine, and as if fate was finally going to make life go my way, there was half a sheet of paper that was crinkled into the slot. I reached in and tried to pull the paper out. The sheet tore in half, leaving some of it within the machine. <laughs> oh no, you don't, you bastard. I reached in further and gripped the paper as tightly as I could. As I grabbed it and started to pull, I heard a clicking sound and the belt started to move. I looked over in confusion as the motor kicked on, not thinking about the fact that I was still holding on to the paper and my hand was still deep within the machine. The mechanism started to pull the paper I was holding on to, and before I could let go, I felt the paper slide across my hand, cutting it. I pulled back in pain and stared at the paper as it was shoved through the machine and out the top, a small spot of blood sitting on the page. I glanced down at the cut that ran across my hand. It was a small, thin line that was pulling blood in my palm. I shifted my attention to the inside of the machine and noticed the small red dots that now littered the internal components of the copier. After a few seconds, I simply sighed and shut the top and moved on. I checked the screen to see if it was still throwing an error. To my surprise, it looked like it was clear. I pressed the continue button and turned to walk away for a moment to get a tissue for my hand, but something... something was off. Normally, the copier was a noisy, clunky piece of trash, but it was being louder than normal. The motor was going crazy and there was a lot of mechanical noise coming from it. I kept staring at it, half expecting it to tell me there was another jam or something else, but it didn't. It just kept speeding up and getting louder, louder, and, and louder. I just stood there, staring at the outdated machine and waiting for it to explode, impaling me with a gear and 
proclaiming that it had finally gotten its revenge on me for the years of abuse. <laughs> Just when I thought it was genuinely about to blow, the power started to flicker in the building. The lights blinked off and on and dimmed repeatedly until everything shut off. I stood there in the darkness, staring in the direction of the copier, and listened as the mechanism slowed to a stop. Honestly, the damn thing sounded like a motor seizing. It made clicking noises and sounded like something snapped inside. When it finally came to a stop, the lights slowly faded back on, dimly illuminating the floor. The screen started glowing again as the power came on. It ran through the normal motions of booting up, showing the logo, saying please wait for several moments, and then it went back to the main screen. I pressed the copy button again to try and get it going once more, but it immediately locked up and went back to the error screen. Error... CL1? Once again, this device was trying my patience. I looked around for any other sticky note with information, anything that indicated what the hell CL1 meant. But it looked like this was a new one. One of the thousands of codes that this frustrating machine had given us since we purchased it. This? <laughs> this right here is why I need an assistant. Someone to just do all these bullshit tasks for me. Someone to design these presentations, make my copies, get my damn coffee. Uh, someone with the willingness to kill for their minimum wage job. <laughs> I chuckled as I rubbed the sweat from my forehead. A side effect of my escalating heart rate, I'm sure. Basically, I need someone like how I was back in my early 20s. Someone stupid enough to do everyone else's work while not showing that they are dying inside. <laughs> I let out a heavy, defeated sigh. Me, before corporate life, beat me to a pathetic pulp. It was at this point that I just gave up. There was no way I was going to try and get this damn thing to work again. And it was already past nine. I just conceded. Going back to my desk and grabbing my backpack. Worst case scenario, I would come back in the morning and try again. Best case, I would just give John the 14 copies I had and someone wouldn't show up, so maybe we'd have an extra. I honestly didn't sleep much that night. Something about the whole situation was causing me to be mentally obsessive over it. For some reason, I was dwelling so hard on the fact that I was going to be blamed for breaking the copier, or that my boss was going to be aggressively angry with me for not doing what he asked. Normally, these thoughts meant nothing to me, <laughs> but something was different about that night. Something was giving me this strange feeling like I had genuinely made some kind of mistake. Dwelling on it did nothing for me, so I stared at the back of my eyelids for a while, or at least until my alarm started going off and I got up to get ready for work. I went through the motions groggily, drove to the office and sat in my car. I just prepared myself for the inevitable conversation John was going to have with me. After I'd fought with myself for several minutes on the issue, I decided it was better to just go in and face it than drag it out any longer. I got out entered the building and got in the elevator to go up to the fifth floor. The doors shut and it stopped one floor up. As they opened again, John stepped forward and gave me a friendly grin. 
Hey, there's the man of the hour. He patted me on the shoulder and stood beside me. Thank you for staying late and getting those presentation binders done. They came out looking absolutely gorgeous. Great call on that color palette, by the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks. I was a bit confused at this statement. It was no big deal. I'm just sorry I didn't get that extra one done. You can give the guest mine. I don't really need... What? You made enough? There were 16 on my desk this morning. He glanced over at me with a confused look. My face must have looked the same as his. Not only had I been one short, I never put them on his desk. They were still on mine when I had left. The only thing I could think of was that someone else had gotten in earlier and taken care of the job for me. Anyways, great job. If this presentation goes as I'm expecting, we may need to have um, a bit of a talk about your salary. I, I think, think you deserve a little extra for this one. Alright, good job. He patted me on the shoulder again and exited the elevator, walking straight toward the boardroom. I stared at the floor as the door shut, trying to think as hard as I could about who in that building gave enough of a damn about me to actually help me out. I couldn't come up with a single name. I exited on my floor and started toward my desk. Hey, Chris. <laughs> good morning. I waved at the receptionist as I passed. Uh, yeah. Good morning. Again. She responded with a snarky tone. Oh, hey, the maintenance company called back and said they could send someone out if we needed them to. They said they had never heard of an error CL1, so it would probably require a technician. Okay. I paused and glanced back toward her. Why are you telling me, though? Shouldn't you tell someone in office management? Well, you're the one who reported it, and you're the one that called them. Chris didn't even look up from the screen as she responded. Seems like you took responsibility, so I'm telling you. Oh. I looked back toward the area where I sat. Well, thank you. She had to be mistaking me for someone else on my team. I decided that it was best to just take the knowledge and report it to whoever else was in that morning. Arguing with her would get me nowhere. I walked past the empty cubicles, looking for anyone else that may have reported the copier error. To my surprise, there was no one else around. I checked all the desks on the way to mine, the open offices. Looked like I was the first person to get in on my team. I shrugged it off, it really wasn't my problem. I rounded the corner and got closer to my desk, only to see my lamp on. At first, I thought maybe I had left it on overnight, but then I noticed the sound of someone typing, and the glow of my monitor peering beyond the cubicle walls. At first, I was angry. Why the hell was someone at my desk and using my computer? I thought about throwing my case on my desk aggressively and asking who the hell they thought they were. I thought about calling security and having them reprimanded, regardless of who it was. But then... Then I saw who it was. I stared from around five feet behind the cubicle and saw the man that was sitting in my chair and working on my computer. I was... I was standing there and watching myself work at my desk. I had to be hallucinating. A lack of sleep, maybe? Because if I wasn't, then I apparently had a long-lost twin that had taken over my job. 
I slowly approached the desk to make absolutely sure, and with every single step, I became more and more certain that the man in my chair was me. His hair, his glasses, the mole on his neck, every single detail was mine. How? How had this happened? Why did this happen? And most importantly, what was happening? Um, uh, excuse me. I reached out and put my hand on his shoulder. As my hand hit him, his hand stopped moving on the keyboard. He just sat there staring at the monitor without turning to face me. Um, hello? I just wanted to ask who you were. <laughs> After standing and waiting for several moments, I gave his shoulder a slight pull and turned him to face me. His eyes were cold and expressionless. His face was blank and pale, but there was no mistaking who it was. It was me. This man, he looked to be a perfect copy of me in every way except what made me human. He looked like he was dead inside, completely void of thought and feeling. Hello? Can you hear me at all? <laughs> I waved my hand in front of his face. He continued to stare at the carpet. Oh my god, I need coffee. As I made this statement, the man sitting in the chair, the copy of me, glanced up and nodded, then stood up and walked away from my desk. I watched as he walked toward the break room and out of sight, almost as if he was a mindless drone with only enough willpower to complete the task at hand. Just as he passed the corner and exited my line of sight, I noticed... A second one exit the copier room. He looked exactly the same as the other one, his face a blank canvas, but every single minute detail the same as mine. He walked out onto the main floor, paused, and then walked over to my desk. He sat in my chair and started doing seemingly random tasks on my computer. I watched as he opened emails and responded to them in a professional manner that was consistent with how I did. After finishing those, he moved on to selecting dates and times for meetings that needed to occur across the team. He pulled and updated various spreadsheets. He even called one of our offices to ask a question about their compliance with our policies. Somehow, this copy of me was doing my job and doing it better and more efficiently than I ever had. As I was standing there, my eyes fixed on how beautifully the specimen in front of me was performing my awe was interrupted by the original copy returning. He approached and reached out a hand to me and gave me a large cup from a local coffee shop. He stared at me for a moment, almost as if he was expecting something. It took me just a moment, but I realized he was waiting for my approval on the coffee. Oh, huh, my apologies. I took a sip of the searing hot liquid. Peppermint mocha, my favorite. Oh, that's... that's perfect. Thank you, sir. I smiled at him and looked back at the other copy. Somehow, life had decided to give me not one, but two assistants that looked and acted just like me. Minus a few emotional details. They could do my job, they could run my errands, and I could sit at home playing video games while raking in the money. Who in their right minds wouldn't want to have someone to do all the boring crap they had to do every single day? Oh well... Um, I patted the first one on the shoulder. I guess 
I should let you get back to work? I smiled again at him and he nodded in confirmation. I grabbed my case, strapped it over my shoulder and walked away with a satisfied grin on my face. As I took a couple of steps though, I paused. A strange sound filled the silence of the room. It almost sounded like someone was struggling to breathe. I turned around to the copies only to see something that I would have never anticipated. I watched in absolute horror as the first copy repeatedly stabbed the second in the throat with a pair of scissors. My pair of scissors. He pulled them and thrust them back in as hard as he could several times before deciding to place them neatly back in my pencil holder. I then watched as he grabbed the now lifeless corpse and pulled him out of the seat, tossing him effortlessly out onto the floor, and then sitting down to resume his work. His shirt was drenched in blood, his hands were also lined in red, and it was collecting on everything in the cubicle as he went back to work. My keyboard, my phone, my pens, and various sheets of paper were all now stained with red, I could feel my heart pounding in my chest, and the color drained from my face. I had literally just witnessed me killing another version of myself. This was the point where I had decided that I needed to get the hell out of there. I needed to leave and get as far away from whatever this was as I possibly could. I quickly turned away to leave and smacked face first into someone else. I instinctively apologized until I glanced up and noticed the person. It was another copy of me. He stared at me, his eyes blank and his face expressionless. Oh my god, no, 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 not more. I stepped back as I watched him. He kept his eyes on me and I nearly trembled in horror. What now? Are you going to kill the other copy, or kill everyone else and do their job too? He stared at me for a moment, processing before nodding and stepping past me. He turned towards one of the offices. I watched as he entered and winced as I heard the sound of someone greet him, and then screeching in horror as they were, I assume, murdered. The... Hard smack against the ground told me that my assumption was most likely correct. It took this long into this situation, to this exact moment, for me to realize that if someone else walked onto the floor, they were likely to be murdered by these copies. Not to mention, if an investigation was to take place, I was going to be charged with the murder. These clones were all exact copies of myself. If they investigated these murders, they would likely find my DNA, my fingerprints, and everything else that pointed to me as the murderer. The idea of running from this place re-entered my mind. I disregarded the scene behind me and started running toward the elevator, only pausing as I noticed a copy of myself sitting at the front desk. No, oh, no, no, no. I approached the counter and smacked the surface. What the hell did you do with Chris? The copy glanced up at me, and then slowly looked down onto the floor beside him. I followed where he was looking, only to see Chris's corpse, her neck completely twisted around. I immediately struggled to stop myself from vomiting as I turned back to my original mission, getting the hell out of there. 
I swiftly stepped over to the elevator and started jamming the button. After a moment, the doors pulled open, and I was greeted with the sight of my boss's mangled body lying on the floor. The three more copies, standing and staring at me with their emotionless eyes. I turned to run to the stairs. There were five more of them in the main area, sweeping, mopping, cleaning the windows, scrubbing the counters, all of them doing the menial tasks that they had decided they needed to do. The room started to spin as I tried to look in every direction for a way out of this mess. There was only one way to get through this that I could think of, getting rid of the evidence. If if there was no no proof that a murder had taken place in this building, then I, I could possibly get out of this unscathed. Well, physically, mentally, I was going to be scarred forever. Hey, all of you, I shouted, hoping that they would listen to me. It seemed to work as they all paused their work and turned to me, staring with those glazed-over eyes. I need you... Oh god, I need you to, um... There was something incredibly unsettling about seeing dozens of copies of myself standing and staring at me, waiting for my instructions. I need you all to get rid of the bodies, yeah. I need you to make sure there isn't a single body in this building when you're done. I don't care how you do it, just get rid of all of them. I watched as they all stood still, processing what I had requested of them for a few seconds. Then, they all turned to look at each other and simultaneously nodded. At first, I thought my plan would be successful. <laughs> I started to let my guard down as the copies moved toward the corpse of my boss. They lifted him out of the elevator and moved him over to the break room, placing him on one of the tables, silently situating him, and then pausing to all stare at each other. Suddenly, the feeling of the room changed as the group of them all leaned down and started to bite into his flesh. They all took chunks of his skin off with each bite, slowly pulling bits of his body off and chewing them with their emotionless stares. I couldn't hold it in anymore. I leaned over and vomited my breakfast onto the smooth tile, feeling lightheaded and dizzy as I stumbled back toward the wall. I shifted my stare from the bloody scene in front of me to the main floor. There were more of them than I could count. They were all leaned over a dead body, ripping into their flesh and ingesting them. I slowly stepped away from the situation, every single step taking in the absolute horror in front of me. This whole morning had gone from a fairly confusing situation to a horrifically gruesome group of cannibal clones consuming my co-workers. Excuse me... A shallow, raspy whisper hit my ear from over my shoulder. I turned to face another copy as he stared me down. I stared at him in terror, shaking and breathing rapidly. What? I choked as I spoke. What do you want? Get rid of... He whispered again, struggling to speak. All bodies. Not... A single body left. His words, my words from earlier, were a terrifying explanation of what I had requested. I was going to be next. They were going to remove me as well. 
I shook my head and stepped back. No, no, I won't let you kill me. I shouted at him. He continued approaching me with every backward step I took. Just leave me alone. Remove. He growled once more, his hand reaching out toward me. I had to think fast. I threw my coffee in his face and jumped into a sprint toward the other end of the floor. There was only one other escape here. The fire exit. I ran as quickly as I could past the same disgusting scene in every direction, clone after clone eating corpse after corpse. I dodged as many as I could as I made my rush toward the emergency door. I grabbed the handle, twisted it and pulled it as hard as I could, only to be met with another one. Another damn clone, standing right in my way and giving me the same murderous stare as the others. I looked around once more for any method of escape, my eyes finally landing on the copy room. I ran as fast as I could, dodging as many of them as I could, shoving the door closed and locking it. As soon as I locked it, I could hear them all on the other side smacking it and trying to get in. They were truly merciless in their pursuit. The only thing I could do at this point was wait it out and hope that they would eventually give up. I pushed my back against the door and slowly fell to the floor, sitting and staring at the small, empty room. I shut my eyes and slowly tried to catch my breath again, trying to refocus on what was going on. They were all doing what I told them to, though. They were just going to get rid of the bodies, and then they would move on, right? As long as they didn't see me, maybe they would think the floor was empty and leave? Or at least go back to being distracted by scrubbing the windows or something? Until then, all I had to do was wait and be as quiet as I could. My thoughts, as well as the silence, were interrupted by the sudden and sharp sound of the copy machine starting up. The small motor started making a whirring sound, and the mechanism started to move. At first, I thought nothing of it. It was an old hunk of junk, and it would make random noises every now and then, but then, then the motors started to go faster and faster, exactly as it had the night before. It sped up, making louder noises with each passing second. The lights overhead dimmed slightly as if the building was losing power, but they lit back up to full capacity only a few moments later. The small LCD screen lit up with the error, and the machine beeped. Error... <laughs> CL1, I read. It was the same mysterious error as before. Well, it looks like maintenance won't be coming to fix this anytime soon, I chuckled. At least I could find something to laugh at in this new scenario of corporate horror. My small joy was cut even shorter than anticipated as I watched the copier start to spew out a strange, pink slime. It pulled on the floor by the machine, a viscous, flesh-toned liquid that was slowly starting to collect and build into a pile. I watched it as it quickly started to take form. The form of a human head. My head. The fleshy mound opened its eyes and stared at me, as it continued to be created by the fluid pouring out of the machine. My heart started racing. 
I searched the room for anything to protect myself with, only to find nothing short of paper and toner cartridge. There was no way I was going to survive. The copy machine? The old hunk of plastic that had caused me so many migraines was literally creating clones of myself in a few minutes flat. Whatever eldritch horror had decided to enter this office building had determined that the copy machine would be its entrance into this world and I would be the one to let it out. I took in a few deep breaths as I prepared to defend myself against this clone, hellbent on murdering me and getting rid of my body. I focused as the gelatinous blob took full form and stood up, turning its gaze right at me. The room, heavy and silent, all except the beeping of the machine as the screen continued to read, Error C.L. One. So that, my friends, was Error CL1, written by yours truly as the Raven Dreams. And I hope you guys all really enjoyed that. Um, one of my favorite stories that I've ever written. It came to me after having a conversation with uh, Nate Nelson, the guy who wrote Blood and Mackenzie Weaver, um, about Xerox copy machines. I don't, I don't really remember the context beyond that. But it got me thinking that nobody really writes, like, office-centric horror stories. <laughs> Probably for a reason. They're kind of weird. Um, but I've also never seen a horror story with a copy machine involved, so, yeah, I made one. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did and would like more content like this and more content that is so vastly different, it's like comparing post-it notes to waffle irons. Please consider joining the Nevermore. To join the Nevermore, all you gotta do is hit that subscribe button bell icon next to it. You can support the Nevermore by following me on any of my social medias or supporting me through Patreon or Coffee. All of it optional. All of it appreciated. That all said, I hope you guys are enjoying this week and I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope to see you in the next video. But until then... Sleep well.